Hey kids, welcome back. It is college football time, uh, week seven of the season, and therefore week seven of the Carla and Crappy show. I'm Crappy. Hello. That's Carla. Hi, Carla. I guess that makes me Carla then. Hi. That would that would make you that would make you Carla. <laughs> um I had uh, I had I had an awesome time in Columbus uh, uh, last weekend. First game since the, the first live game since the opening uh, of the season. Um, we did the we did the the blackout thing pretty well, and then um, that felt like an actual test for Ohio State. So that was a that was a good thing too. Um, besides that, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton, although there was a lot of stuff we were following. Um, I know you said. Uh, I don't know how much you were going to be able to watch last weekend, but uh, did you have anything that that uh, really struck you? Yeah, I was at that wedding all weekend, um, right, so right, it was right. it was great. And uh, they're married and off on their honeymoon, so yeah, so that's good. Yeah, um, so yeah, so I didn't see a ton. Um, although you know it was October, it's first weekend in October, and it was still yes. ninety degrees outside. The, the biggest challenge I yeah, the biggest challenge I had was trying to keep the bride cool because <laughs> she was you know in her dress all day and it was yes. 90 degrees and how yes. do you keep the bride from sweating so that was fun um but it was a beautiful wedding and everything went off great Excellent. but um but great. yeah it's finally fall in nashville now which is a nice thing i've switched over to cider because it's um very good it, it weren't we were our high was like 70 today it was great 70 and sunny and <laughs> it was just like thank god um but yeah, so so football wise, I, football-wise. I I'm excited about this week because like finally we get some fall weather. Um, yeah. My in laws are coming that I'm paying homage to them with their, the the moonrise brewing glass. Um, okay, which is from Palm Coast, which is their um, my my father in law is a regular there apparently. Nice. Um, okay. So so that's that's the reason for this class, um, and they're actually on their way here. Um, so so that'll be that'll be fun to have them here. Um, you get to watch uh, Florida LSU with them. We'll get to watch Florida LSU with them, yes. Um, so okay. that'll, that'll be fun. My husband's a UF grad, so um, we'll talk more about that. Um, yeah. yes. Yes. We get to that we game. <laughs> but so I didn't see a ton of football last week, but it was funny. I went back and listened to last week's show as I was prepping for this week's show, um, just to kind of re- refresh myself as to what I said last week. And I said, to, and I'm, I'm very proud of myself. This is a, yeah. can I pat okay. myself on the back? Please, yes. Um, so I said, like, in passing at the end of the show last week that there was a distinct possibility that the Stanford postulate could come into play last week uh-huh. um, because Stanford was playing Washington. And, hey, guess what? For the first yeah. time ever, I was right on the Stanford postulate, <laughs> which means it might be null and void now, right? I, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Also the Stanford postulate. Like, because Stanford won a game it shouldn't have won, but I said that that was a distinct possibility so yes. have we entered the space-time continuum? Oh man, this was going to be such an easy show, Carla. I, I'm so confused. Me too. Okay. Um, Ask Stanford Band. I am. Oh well. Okay. Uh, I. I mean, I have in my notes that was the thing. The Stanford postulate. Um, uh, you know, in in a broad sense, it's it's alive because they did the opposite of what we expected them to do, but then you made that prediction and now I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what this is. I can someone, maybe someone with a philosophy major can help us out with or a I don't, logic major. Oh God. That's yeah. just, that is certainly not me. That's, I, that is, that is not my specialty. Um, have fun in the college classroom. Ask your students, what is blue? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you one of those professors? Is that you? I, I, I did that. Yeah, Uh-oh. it was. We were talking about um, social constructs of reality. That, uh, being a college professor can be fun at times, and I, we were talking yes. about social social constructs of reality, and we started falling down that rabbit hole. And you know how we everybody 
sees and thinks things differently. Like, how do I know that my blue is the same as your blue? Like, I right. don't. Um, and so then we got into the, what, what, wait, what is blue anyway? Um, how do you describe it? You, you, you can't. Like, so, 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 yeah, that's fun. So what is blue? What is the Stanford postulate? I, I'm not sure at this point. But, hey, I was right. Okay. Um, and also, AJ was right. I, I must give him credit. Yes. Uh, the the yes. UC-UCF game was ridiculously fun on Friday night. I caught the end of that game um, after coming home from rehearsal dinner. And, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was one of the better games of the weekend. Um, nice. Definitely definitely worth watching. UC came, you know, held on and, and got the win there, mm-hmm. um, which is big for the, for the American Conference. Um, and I'm sure he'll probably get into that. They've got another big game this week, too. So those are my yeah. two things. Stanford was did the Stanford thing, and um, – the American was ridiculously fun on Friday. Okay, those are both those are those are both legit things. Um, what blue means to me is Michigan, and because we've mentioned them a lot, this this yeah. I wanted to point out that uh, Michigan's defense was lights out on Saturday uh, against against Iowa, um, holding them to a field goal. Uh, they looked terrific. That on that side of the ball. I mean, it kind of looked like Michigan was living up, uh, living up to expectations. Uh, Jimmy said, I think today that his offense is just about to hit its stride. And this is week seven? the offense. This was the uh, yeah, yeah, week seven, and uh, the offense that, that was shut out for three quarters uh, of the of its most recent game. So, I'm I'm not sure what that means. Um, if if that is. Is that as Michigan's offense almost hitting its stride? I'm, I'm not going to be too concerned about them for the rest of the season. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out is that, um, I, I, and again, we noted this earlier, um, but I, we, I learned on Saturday that Notre Dame can, in fact, run the football against Bowling Green. So <laughs> there's that. And then yeah. there's the whole Stanford thing, and I don't know. I, I no longer know what that means. So, oh, and, and here's yeah. the, and one, one quick note on Stanford. Yes. I, I, w- I went back and read that game story. Mm-hmm. The Associated Press described Stanford as having a plodding, methodical offense. They they had time of possession by eighteen minutes. Wow! Over Washington, eighteen okay. minutes. Well, so we figured yeah. out how to beat Washington. Just don't give them the damn yeah. football. <laughs> Play keep away. That's how you beat Washington. But yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. That's ball. that's yes, you do. Um, even even when there's a. Well, I mean, the Big Ten doesn't even do that anymore. Who does no. that? No, the Big Ten doesn't doesn't do plotting methodical football. Um, maybe so. I don't. Them. Maybe I don't. They, but they don't want to. They want to. They want to do no, the, yeah. the the upscale the the, the up tempo frost Scott frost thing. And and I, I don't know where Stanford fits in this whole thing. You might have to do just an entire show about Stanford. We're close <laughs> close to doing it right now. Um, uh, before we get to our games, uh, we return you. This week, uh, after a bye week for the Tigers, to your weekly Clemsoning index, uh, unranked Florida State visits Clemson on Saturday. Um, Carla, what do you think? Both teams coming off of a bye, yes. So that that levels that playing field. Clemson's coming off the, its most recent game was that ridiculous scare um, against North Carolina. Um, that being said, the Florida State defense is still terrible. Yeah, like terrible, terrible to the point that they're giving up more yards than they're producing, and they're somehow still three and two. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I've underestimated this before. I'm giving this a five and a half on the okay. Clemson index. I it's Florida State. I think they can they can do things that they're not supposed to do sometimes, especially in a in a big rivalry game when they know they can upset things. Um, 
In fact, the game's in Clemson. I feel a little better about this. If this was in Tallahassee, I'd give it a little bit higher. But I'm okay. going to go about a five and a half. Now, I'd have, and this is, uh, I, this shows just going to be a mess because I have another philosophical thing here. If this were a normal year, could you even consider this being Clemsoning eligible? If Florida State had no. a normal Florida State team, would you yeah. just consider it to be an actual game? Or, I mean, is there a tiny bit of Clemsoning possibility because Florida State's playing on the road? I don't know what the answer to that is. I kind of, I kind of think if this were a normal year, um, we're looking at a very, very low Clemsoning index because there's an excellent chance that Florida State would be able to beat Clemson just sort of as a matter of course. Right. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm going to try to be done with philosophy for the rest of of this show. <laughs> Uh, as as it is now, as it is now with Florida State um, being in the state that it is, um, besides being in the state of Florida, uh, I will call this, um, uh, I will call this Clemsoning index of four. Um, I, I I think is this is this just the name will have uh, will have a Clemson's attention, yeah. um, and, and and the fact that it's it, it's uh, at home, I, I think will kind of lower the. The potential for drama there. Um, AJ, uh, you gave us some excellent options uh, last week. What do you see with the Group 05 this time? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your Group of Five After Dark Report brought to you by Sugary Drinks and Cereals. That's not a brand. It's just, you know, fuel. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Wednesday, October 9th. Hopefully this show is up by then. If it hasn't, I hope that you, uh, if you didn't watch this game, you go back and watch it. Uh, ESPN2, 8 p.m. Eastern, App State at ULL Lafayette. Uh, there's only two L's in that. But uh, Louisiana playing App State. This is effectively a uh, Sun Belt Championship uh, preview. Uh, App State coming in, just wrecking house. They beat UNC in Chapel Hill. Uh, ULL looking good. The line on this game is ULL by one because they're at home. Uh, this should be an incredibly evenly matched game. Uh, I highly recommend watching this game. It is the only game on on Wednesday night. Put your eyeballs on it. Put some group of five in your life. It'll do you good. Uh, we're going to move forward to Saturday. Um, yes, during Fox's big nude Saturday, you're getting Oklahoma and Texas. Again, as my role on this show, my role is to tell you to not watch the big fancy game and instead watch a way better game that happens at the same time. This weekend is no different. ESPN2 at noon, Memphis at Temple. Again, one of these potential group of five uh, conference championship game previews. Memphis coming in 5-0, and coming in hot, ranked 23rd. Temple's 4-1 and and not looking bad. Uh, Memphis is favored by five. Um, this is going to be uh, a barn burner. Temple's defense does not play games. Memphis does. Uh, their their offense is incredible. Defenses looked a little suspect. Um, I'm really what I'm doing is I'm saving you from the Pam Ward uh, memorial slot of uh, Rutgers Indiana. Do not watch that game. If you watch that game, that's on you. I can't help you with that. Uh, we are going to scoot on down the line, right on down, 4 p.m. Eastern, San Jose State at Nevada. San Jose State is is the turnaround team of the year. 
we're not even six games into the season. They're the turnaround team of the year. They're three and two already. They're one and one in the Mountain West, and they beat Arkansas. They are doing amazing things. They're playing a Nevada team that looked kind of good earlier this year and has not looked so good recently. Uh, San Jose State could get a big win here in conference play and actually do some uh, some damage, which is not something that San Jose State has done at any point recently. And it wouldn't be a group of five after dark report unless I gave you some group of five after dark. Kids, get out the Lucky Charms. Get out uh, your, your, your Frosted Flakes. Get all your sugary cereals out because we've got a double header at 10:15. ESPN2 Hawaii travels to Boise. That's I'm sorry, that's 4 and 1 Hawaii going to 5 and 0 Boise. Big games in the Mountain West. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that not enough? Because at 10:30 on CBS Sports Network, you've got 4 and 1 Wyoming against 4 and 1 San Diego State. Let's go. It's group of 5. It's Mountain West Showcase weekend. It's the showcase showdown, right? Who's who's going to come out on top? We got a whole lot of things going on. Pac-12 is a absolute mess. Just an absolute mess right now. Um no one's going to win the Pac-12. They've actually uh they've actually they've somehow punted the championship for the Pac-12. Um the best uh, game for the Pac-12 is probably Washington at Arizona. 4-2 and two Washington going to 4-1 and one Arizona. Washington's probably going to womp Arizona. It's probably not going to be very fun. Um, but stay up late. This is a good week to stay up late. Last week was not a good week to stay up late. This is a great week to stay up late. Um, so I'm going to be drinking some, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be drinking some sugary drinks, uh, having all sorts of, I may even have a cup of coffee, who knows, but, uh, this week should be spectacular for group of five after dark, uh, a number of group of five games spread throughout the day. You should watch them whole lot of AAC action. Um, follow along with me. Uh, you don't have to watch the big games. You don't have to watch Penn state play football or Ohio state play football. It's fine. Um, Ohio State doesn't play anybody this week. Quite literally, they don't play anybody. Uh, Penn State is playing uh, some team from Iowa. Uh, so, go sports in that one. Bye. Thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate uh, your contributions as always. Carla, we begin yes. once again on Big Nude Saturday. <laughs> uh, Big Nerd Saturday, a.k.a. the Elmer Fudd Invitational, a.k.a. the Wed River Wivalwee. I, I can't believe I got that. I, I'm just trying to say Red River after, after I've typed it out with W's. It's just a mess. Uh, number six, Oklahoma versus number 11, Texas uh, in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, OU is favored by 11. Um, what do you think uh, about, the, uh, about uh, the, the Big Elmer Fudd Nude Wivalwee game? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call Bugs Bunny. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. We went for philosophy to, to, to make it Elmer fun with Bugs Bunny. Oh God, this show is already off the rails. Um, okay. So, so, and and it's finally fall when this game rolls around, right? Like that's this this for me always signals like this is football season, right? We get the we get the big game at the Cotton Bowl and. Um, one of the coolest atmospheres in all of college football. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma is putting up just these absurdly ridiculous offensive numbers this season. Um, 
643 yards per game, averaging more than 53 points per game, 355 in the air. That's just absurd. And and but what we've come to expect from Oklahoma mm-hmm. to an extent, you know, they just had the string of quarterbacks, and you know, Jalen Hurts just you know is is fitting right into that Oklahoma quarterback lineage. Um, right where he should. The interesting thing is I started looking into this, though, and I wrote down, is a surprising thing, or maybe not so much, considering who they hired. But the fact that the Oklahoma defense does seem to have improved a bit after the hiring of Alex Grinch. Um, a bit. And, and, and we mentioned that after, um, after the hiring that, you know, Grinch coming from Ohio State, mm-hmm. that maybe Oklahoma was trying to bolster its stance on the national level by hiring a defensive coordinator from a conference that, you know, plays defense, um, as opposed to the big 12, which just doesn't, which does um, <laughs> see Texas, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is, which is part of the, the logic in this game. Like Oklahoma has the number 25 scoring defense in the country. Had you told me that going into the season, I would have laughed hysterically. Right. So even though they're still giving up a lot of yards, um, mm-hmm. more than, than a, a good team would in another conference, say the SEC or the Big 12, or Big 10, excuse me. Um, they're in the top 25 in scoring defense. They're second in the Big 12 behind Baylor. Um, Texas putting up big offensive numbers, not quite as big as, as Oklahoma is, but I'm going to borrow a phrase from my former editor, um, Mike Huguenin, in mm-hmm. my, in, from my rivals days, and say that the Texas defense is rancid as he would describe <laughs> it um I, I didn't do that impersonation justice by any stretch okay. if you okay. hear him say that um they are ninth in total defense in the conference barely ahead of kansas that's oh. how bad the texas defense is they're oh, giving boy. up 325 yards in the air they can stop yes. the run decently they're okay at stopping the run but Oklahoma's leading rusher at this point is Jalen Hurts. And yes. again, if you have if you have a quarterback that's your leading rusher, you have a rushing problem. There's something yes. not quite right with your offense. So I don't think that's even going to come into play this weekend. And the fact that Oklahoma is reeling after last year, yes, they already got their revenge, but they lost this game last year in Texas. And you've got to believe that they've got that extra chip on their shoulder oh, with yeah. Jalen Hurts and a defense is playing marginally better than it has in years before. I like Oklahoma in this game, but this is going to be a fun one. It always is. Um, so definitely, you know, definitely put this one on your radar. Watch it as long as you as long as you can stand it with all the scoring. Um, but yeah, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is going to get its revenge and re- win the Red River rivalry in 2019. Say it again. Red River rivalry. One more time. Red River rivalry. Number two was a little shaky, but those were those were bad. <laughs> those were bad. Um, Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Okay. Um, check out uh, these two real brief stat lines and tell me which one, which of these two anonymous quarterbacks is getting Heisman buzz. Okay. Uh, anonymous quarterback number one, 120 completions, 1,400 plus yards, 17 TDs, two interceptions. This is all the season to, to this point. Anonymous quarterback number two, 82 completions, 1,500 plus yards, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions got a guess i'm guessing the second one is getting the attention because this is a hypothetical game it's a it's a hypothetical game the second one is jalen hurts the guy with more touchdowns is sam ellinger 
Uh-huh. And I just, I was, as I was looking at this, I wanted a jumping off point and I thought, huh, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, and obviously he gets the benefit of playing with a program that, uh, that has uh, given us the last two Heisman Trophy winners uh, at his position. Um, but if you're, I mean, if you're going to look at, at offense and because it's the PAC 12 or the, excuse me, the, the big 12, we should do that. Um, it's, it is interesting to me that, uh, that, that Sam Ellinger isn't kind of, isn't getting the notoriety and, and, Uh you know, maybe that's the difference between five and oh and, and four and one. I'm not sure. Um, maybe, you know, there's still, there's still plenty of questions about is Texas back? Was Texas back? Is Texas back going to be now? Um, I, 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 so there, there's there seems to be some skepticism about what he does, um, but uh, I, I I think they're 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 pretty much interchangeable, maybe except for the rushing numbers, um, and some of that is you know I've read Tom Herman is is trying to limit um, uh, uh, design quarterback rushing plays for Ellinger because he's such a big part of their offense, um, and because he's he's really good, and you don't want to get him hurt, right? Yeah. So. And, and this is this this boils down to what what you're discussing. These are two really good offenses. Um, uh, one is is a bit better than the other, but um, it, it, it's it, it, if you're looking at this game and trying to make the uh, to distinguish the two on that side of the ball, it's kind of tough. Uh-huh. Um, um, you mentioned that the video game numbers for Oklahoma's uh, offense, the defense, however, as you said, is not the liability that it was. It's not great. Yeah. Last year, giving up 32 points a game versus 19 this year, which, which, respectable. Uh, it, and and in terms of, of improvement, uh, like night and day. Hi, Cookie. Um, you gonna come over here? Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> if you're not watching, um, I don't know if, if Carly can see or not, but there's a cat on my desk. Um, the, the Sooners have a significantly better resume than Texas, uh, and I and I think that's going to be a factor in this. Uh, wins over Houston, UCLA, Texas Tech, um, and they don't have cattle running around the sidelines or or Matthew McConaughey. So I think that's that's uh, that's worth a, a couple extra points there. Oklahoma will not need this. Oklahoma will not uh, need this uh, motivation from last year. The fact that they're I think they're a, a uh, in a better position defensively uh, is going to make the difference in this game. And the Sooners. Win the wed wivel. Wed wed wiver. Wed wiver wivelly <laughs> on Saturday. That's all folks. That's abidi abidi abidi. That's <laughs> oh, man. um our second two games. Uh this is if you're an SEC person or a Big Ten person, uh you you need to figure this out before we get uh, get into these on Saturday night. Or uh, just go buy a second TV. I don't. Yes. Th- that that might be a, that might be an option too. At seven thirty on Saturday, Carla's Nittany Lions uh, at number ten in the country uh, visit Iowa. Uh, number seventeen Hawkeyes. Uh, Penn State is favored by four and a half. What do you think? And now for something completely different, right? I, I mean, really, if you're looking, if you're going from Oklahoma, Texas to yeah. Penn State, Iowa, um, you're looking at the number two and number three scoring defense in the country going at each other um yes. so this is the antithesis of the offensive juggernaut that um I mean, that next okay. week is going to be i'm going to watch your cat drink your beer hello for stopping yeah penn state's tougher against the run i was tougher against the pass mm-hmm. so so that's the that's the the two different defensive um uh what's the word i'm looking for the the defensive configurations that we're looking yeah. at here yeah. um Remarkably, I, and this is kind of a, a surprise for somebody that, you know, has followed Penn State for a long time. Um, 
the, the Penn State offense this season has has really been relying heavily on the arm of Sean Clifford. That's not a a traditional, um, you normally see a much more balanced offense coming out of Happy Valley. And this year, they are definitely a passing offense um, to the tune of 305 yards per game passing, um, which is a big deal. Um, yeah. And you're going up against an Iowa defense that actually is pretty good at stopping. You know, they've got a great secondary. So, so you're in an interesting spot if you're a Penn State fan like I am, um, where it's time to start looking at your running backs. And, okay, so Journey Brown, this is your moment. And, and this, is a great, this is a great story. So Journey Brown is a sophomore who hails from Meadville, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, um, which actually is my kind of hometown. Um, Halfway and, between Erie and Pittsburgh. That's a that's a line from my fish song. Sorry. Yes, that but that's that's it's not quite. It's a little further north than halfway. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little bit. Yeah, Mercer's kind of halfway, but whatever. Um, yeah. So so Penn State fans have really kind of taken on to this kid. Um, mm-hmm. He's really he's really had a couple of really nice games over the last couple of weeks. Um, the fan base is behind him. Um, and so now it's just it's time to see if he's ready to take the bit and take the next step and, and hit the big time games. Um, you know, he hasn't really had that kind of a test. He was kind of, in, you know, in, in rotation in some of the earlier tests earlier this year. But now he's the guy. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how he handles this. And, you, and I said this when we were talking about Ohio State. Um, night games in Iowa City make me hella nervous. Like that it's it's an Why would that be? Yeah, it's an environment thing. It's, you know, it, blackouts and uh, third week in a row talking about a blackout. Um, I, I don't know if Iowa has called for one, but it wouldn't stun me. They, most of their night games are blackouts. Um, well, they, they do that, that black and gold thing by section, which is actually, I mean, it looks spectacular. They get yeah. 100% buy-in um, and, it, and it looks really cool on TV. Yeah. So it's it's an equally as intimidating venue as say the shoe at night or, or, or happy Valley Beaver stadium at night in the whiteout. Um, so this is a big time stage against a legitimate defense. That's going to take away your juggernaut offensive weapon. Um, this is, this is a scary game for, for Nittany lions. Um, Penn state's putting up more points by far. Um, you know, the, the Iowa, Offense couldn't really get much going. That's the one thing that I think we're going to hang our hats on this week is the fact that, um, you know, after watching Iowa go up against Michigan, um, Michigan played solid defense, forced Noah Stanley into three interceptions, eight sacks. That's a big deal. Um, We're going to find out what this um, Penn State defensive line is all about and whether or not they can go after Stanley. Um, The other thing is, remember a couple weeks ago when, or last week actually, when I said, hey, Penn State finally got the slow starts off of its um <laughs> off of its test this would be another good week to to have to, a, a to not start. do that to not right. to not do that because that's what that's how michigan won the game last week mm-hmm. they were up 10 nothing with eight minutes to go in the first quarter and that was all they needed they relied on their and defense was, and that was it <laughs> and that was it that was game over um so if penn state can do what it did against maryland and get a couple of quick scores early on that's going to be a key to success in this game. Um, so, yeah, Penn State, remember how to do that fast start? Remember I told you to remember that for future weeks? This is the time we need one. Um, this is going to be a really tough game because I'm a Penn State fan. Of course, I'm picking my Nittany Lions to win this game. Um, but I am sitting on my hands on this one yeah, on okay. Saturday night, quite okay. nervous about it. Um, okay. It's, it's going to require the Penn State defense to force a couple turnovers and Journey Brown to have 100 yards rushing. Okay. Okay. Um, 
the, uh, the 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 children of the corn do freaky things out there on on Saturday nights. And um, I as I, uh, it actually wasn't a night game. It was a, it was a three thirty game. But um, but yeah, Iowa ended Ohio State's. Uh, playoff hopes two seasons ago with a, just mm-hmm. a, a ugly loss out there. Um, so they will be they will be equally ready for Penn State. But I just I, I, you look at this and like, especially after last weekend, I would have been uh, re, re, take that game off the resume, and, and I would be really uh, I would feel really comfortable and actually in, in picking Iowa to win this game. Um, but what uh, I, I think. Uh, that 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 put enough uh, doubt in me, especially about Iowa's offense. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about um, we we talked about what Iowa had been able to do so far, um, and at that point, it was you know they were they were outplaying Michigan's offense, which may or may not be saying much. They have a senior quarterback who's really playing well uh, until uh, he, he got a little pressure uh, in Ann Arbor, um, and, and I'm just I, I'm not sure. Where, uh, where I was going to get enough points to 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 keep up, um, uh, you know the the, the defense is one thing, uh, it's 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 better than solid. It's giving it up its average of just eight points a game. Um, it, that's going to be a challenge for Penn State's offense. Uh, but but Sean Clifford, I mean, it, I know this is this is is playing into what the, the strength of Iowa's defense, but. Penn State's got a, a top twenty passing attack in the country. They're also scoring almost fifty a game. Um, you, they're that they're not going to get fifty in this game. Uh. Um, but I, I, it's, I think they're going to be able to score enough. Um, and and Penn State's defense, if you if you think about uh, you know where they are statistically, they are the the, the defenses are, are are pretty much on even footing. Um, so with one defense or one offense being uh, much better than the other, I, I, I don't see where Iowa has enough points uh, to, to, to come up uh, to, to be able to hang with Penn State at the end of this game. Um, so I'm, again, if, if, if not for the Michigan game, I, would, I might pick this differently. But um, I, I think in this case, uh, Penn State is the, will come out a way of, of uh, Iowa City with a win. Um, and then at 8 p.m. Saturday, the other game you have to watch is number seven, number seven, four dead, number five, LSU. LSU's favored big 13 and a half points. What do you think? Yeah, that line is huge. Um, and, and that was, that's, that's literally the first note in my, in my notes that I took here is line is too big. Um, Florida's, <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. Florida's going after its second big win in back-to-back weeks. That's a huge ask, regardless of the conference, regardless of the team. Mm-hmm. Going up against two major opponents like this in back-to-back weeks is a, is a tremendous ask. Um, and add into that the fact that this is a night game in Death Valley. Yeah. We're talking about atmosphere. That's one of the good ones. Um, so, so Florida's got a lot working against it in this game going in. Um, kind of has the cards stacked against it that actually tends to be a role where Florida thrives. Um, you know, they were the home dog last week against Auburn. They won that game, forced Bo next to look like a freshman in a couple mm-hmm. of cases, make some bad decisions, yep. um, won the game at home. They're going to need that kind of output again this week in Death Valley. Um, the LSU or um, Ohio State South, um, as the case may be, um, <laughs> behind, behind behind Joe Burrow, who is um, effectively um, 
run this new spread offense in LSU, which is one of those weird things that you still have to get used to, the fact that LSU runs a spread <laughs> offense. Um, but, I mean, it's looked absolutely spectacular. I mean, they're putting up right. ridiculous numbers, um, you know, 571 yards per game, 416 of those in the air. Um, so, yes, this is definitely a pass-first offense. But here's the interesting thing um, heading into this. So, LS, you know, LSU has this pass-heavy offense. But you look at what, what Florida did last week against Bo Nix. Um, they held Bo Nix to under 150 yards passing last week. And this is yep. a kid that's been putting up big numbers. They're the, and Florida has the number five scoring defense in the country. This is by far and away the toughest defense that LSU has faced. That's why this line is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, because LSU has inflated numbers, right? Mm-hmm. I wrote here, LSU ain't played nobody in a month. But you could actually go on and say, heck, LSU ain't played nobody all season, and I'm including Texas in that because Texas oh. plays defense optional. Oh, okay. Right? Yep. I mean, the Texas defense can't stop anybody, so why should I include them in an uh, inflated offensive numbers a possibility here because yes. LSU really hasn't played anybody? Um, I still – after it sounds like I'm going to pick Florida in this game, and I, I, I don't think I am. I think I'm still going LSU in this game. But the reason why I'm, I'm coaching that back because of how ridiculous that line is, I think this is going to be a tremendously good game. Um, I think Florida can slow down the LSU offense, kind of hang with them. I'm going to trust the hand of Joe Burrow, who is the starter, who knows that offense forward, backwards, and every way in between, right. as opposed to the – backup quarterback mm-hmm. in Florida, even though he's played really, really well, even though Kyle Trask has played so incredibly well for Florida. Um, this is a different experience for him. He played well on the road in Kentucky. Kentucky doesn't compare to Death Valley. Um, and, and so, I, you know, it's going to be a, t- a test for the, the Florida offensive line to, to give him some protection. I, I think LSU can win this game, but it's not going to be 13. In fact, I saw one line today. It was 20. Um, I, yeah, I, it's it's going to be a single score game come down to the very wire. Um, I'm envisioning something like an Auburn Oregon kind of finish okay. um, in this game, but I think LSU is going to get the nod at home. I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust the hand of Kyle Trask in the in the late goings. Okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, which quarterback has been the biggest surprise in the SEC so far this season? Is it Bo Nix? Uh, no, he looked like a freshman last week. Uh, is it a Kyle Trask? Close, but no, it's been Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. um, who I will I, I get to take credit for twice, um, because uh, a he transferred to LSU from Ohio State, and b he came from Athens, Ohio. I'm wearing this actually um, for Joe Burrow. I don't know if you can see it says Ohio. It's one of my my, my OU shirts. There are there are actually uh, uh, LSU flags popping up around Athens. Yeah. In addition to the OU flags, uh, because they are paying attention. He was a solid quarterback a year ago, and and which and by that I mean light years ahead of anything that that LSU has had for quite a while. Yes. Um, this year he has forced himself at least into discussion about whether he might be better than Tua. You know, who's the best quarterback in the in the SEC? You could make an argument um, if you're just looking at numbers. Uh, and that's uh, just shy of a 1,900 yards in, in week seven, 22 touchdowns. Um, you could make an argument that he's he's the the, the best quarterback in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 clearly, uh, LSU is. It, it is not surprised that LSU has a, has a great defense. They always have great defenses. Um, they finally have an offense to go with them, and that yeah. is because uh, of of Joe Burrow um, and and what he's been able to do in in the in the spread that that the Tigers are running. 
Uh, the Gators have a pretty good defense too, um, as we as we mentioned, uh, only giving up nine points a game. They held a legit solid offense and Bo Nix uh, to just 13 points a week, a week ago, um, in part by get, putting some pressure on the kid and making sure that uh, he played like a freshman. Um, yeah. They will need every bit of that defense and more on Saturday because while Trask has been a huge surprise in his own right, actually, that, that, that's just an absolutely a legit point. Um, he's not running an offense to score uh, at, at, at a at more than what what would we call Stanford plotting <laughs> plotting methodical plotting and methodical it's not yes. quite that bad it's not it's not but um uh I, you know I, 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 Florida's defense will slow down LSU some um the the uh, over under this game is only 55 this is good old school SEC football but if a total gets up that high uh it is because Joe Burrow is doing his thing in Death Valley and yeah. I think the Tigers win this one um, guys, you can find the Carl and Crappy Show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now Spotify. Woo! Woo! Uh, I as thought we well, were stopping the wooing. Did I say I still have it in my notes? I'm sorry. I we were. I should. I'll take that out. <laughs> um, as well as a variety of other podcasting services, you can also watch us babble if, for some reason, you want to do that on YouTube and our Facebook page. If you dig the show, please rate and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. And as always, come back next week to find out exactly how wrong we were or were not. Yeah. As has been the case recently. Carla, which game, which night game are you watching? Well, obviously Penn State. Well, it's going to be tricky because I, I'm the Penn State fan. You've got, you've got in-laws there from Florida. And I've got three Florida fans. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do here? So I think probably we'll put them, you were saying multiple TVs are the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll probably have the Florida game on in, on the big TV. And then I'll probably have the Penn State game on in the bedroom, which is like literally just around the corner. So they'll be right there. So I'll be able oh, to. You got, you got to you got to move the second TV in the same room. You got to do it all at once. Either that, or maybe I'll go with the iPad because I can do the iPad. Uh, that's that's okay. I mean, if, if no, if you're the only one watching the Penn State game, that's that's acceptable. Yeah. So I that's might acceptable. do the iPad and put the put the earbuds in. But okay. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see what we can do. <laughs> oh, guys, whatever. I have I have a weekend off. Uh, it's my Saturday is my birthday, and the Buckeyes were kind enough to um, not play. So I don't really. I, there, there are games that we'll I'll kind of pay attention to, and we'll watch a little bit of the night stuff. But um, I'm gonna go outside and do something. <laughs> yeah. Saturday afternoon. Um. So Carla, uh, uh, tell your in-laws. Uh, we we said hello. Tell them we apologize we'll for for our, uh, our 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 picks of LSU. Uh, tell your husband the same thing, and um, enjoy your games, both of them. On oh. Saturday night, guys, uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with us again. Uh, once again, um, please be sure to come back next week, and we will be slightly less philosophical um, and maybe talk about cartoons even more than than we did this time around. I think that would be a better way. That would be more suited for our talents. <laughs> yes, it's my ta- my talents. I don't want to speak for Carla. For my talents, <laughs> that's that's going to be the way to be a better way to go. Carla, cheers. Cheers. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you back here. Thank you.